Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's happening here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media. So be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now enjoy the message. Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? Well, not too enthusiastic. Um, How about this? Happy 4th of July weekend. How many have Monday off? A little more excitement. We're building up as we go here. Um, I am super excited to be here this morning. I'm glad that you are here. I'm excited for a couple of reasons. I'm excited because I get to preach. And um, I believe God has a message, not just for you, but for me, has a message for us that I think is very practical, but when we apply it to our lives, becomes very powerful which I always think is a great thing. But I'm also excited because after we are done here, I am going to my house and my family and I are loading up our car and we are going on vacation to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. Three of you have been there. That's awesome. Um, So you came to the right service because it may be 10 minutes and we may be done. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm here for the long haul. Um, And so I'm excited about that. We love as a family to go on these journeys. We love to go on road trips. We love to go on vacations. And there's some key things that you have to do if you want your road trip to go well. The first thing is you gotta make sure everything is in the car. You gotta make sure that your kids are in the car. Don't leave them at home. Not only do they need to be in the car, you need to make sure that they are settled, right? It's a long drive. You want them to be settled. And my kids are great travelers, but you want them to be comfortable. Also, you want to make sure that you have the right road snacks. You got to have some good snacks when you go on a long trip because it never fails. You get 10 10 miles down the road. And what do your kids say? I'm hungry, right? Um, So my wife is great. She always packs the snacks and they are the best. And we are ready for that. Next, you got to make sure that you have the right playlist. Music is so crucial when you go on a long trip, especially if you're driving. And the key, I believe, is to have a variety of of music, to be eclectic with the music. So you have your snacks, you have your playlist. Next thing you need is your GPS. You gotta make sure you have the right directions to where you are going. Um, But maybe the most important thing that you have when you go on a road trip, and it's a decision that you have to make, and it's crucial, is that you have to make the right decision when it comes to the rest stop, right? It's so crucial. You gotta make sure if you have ladies in the vehicle, what is crucial is that the bathrooms are clean. Um, Guys, we don't care. We will go in the woods, side of the road, in a bucket. It really doesn't matter to us. You say, well, where do you wash your hands? I'm like, We're good. But ladies, we get it. You want something with a little more hygiene and we respect that. So that's important. Um, And so when you think about clean bathrooms, what do you think about on a road trip? Bucky's. Bucky's has the cleanest restroom. I have been told that the five second rule does not count on the Bucky's floor. You can actually leave food up to 30 seconds and then pick it up and eat it. But Bucky's is awesome um, because you can get the essentials when you're there, right? Greatest hits of Willie Nelson, a good straw hat, 
a shirt with a beaver on it. Who doesn't need that? And what's interesting is when you go to a good rest stop, even though you have great snacks in the car, what do you usually end up getting when you're in there? More snacks, because we need those extra LBs, right? So let's get more. Um, But what's important about a rest stop is that you have good restrooms. You can stretch your legs. You can walk around. You can waste some money on things you really don't need. Um, But most of all, at a good rest stop, it's important that you look at the tanks of your car, right? Like you make sure that it is um, on full. Like you got plenty of gas so you can continue to go down the road. And as you go on this journey, the importance of a rest stop is not just for your road trip. We are in a series currently called On the Road. And we are talking about your spiritual journey, your faith journey that you were on and the things that you need to be aware of and the things that can help you on this journey. And the same importance of a rest stop on a road trip is the same importance for rest stop in your faith journey. Growing up, I heard a lot of things about rest and some of them just made no sense to me. Um, And you've probably heard them as well. So a couple of sayings that, that I heard was no rest for the weary, which makes a lot of sense because wouldn't the weary actually need the rest? I mean, that, that doesn't really calculate to me. Another one is rest is for the weak. Well, that doesn't make much sense either. And then one that we've all heard before, and you can finish it for me. I will sleep when I am dead, which makes a whole lot of sense. Because here's the thing. If you don't sleep, guess who's going to be dead sooner? That's right, you. So these are great examples of why we shouldn't believe everything we hear. And I heard heard a story a couple years ago, and it happened in a Wichita, Kansas Home Depot where there was a bomb threat that was called into the local police department. The police, they they showed up. It it was multiple people who called in this bomb threat of a man making this threat, and they showed up, and they had the, the bomb squad. They had all the police there. So they found the people who called in, and they started asking more questions, and then they started to laugh. And so they thought it would be safe. And so they went in and they found the man who was making the threats. And he explained to them that he was in the restroom and he was in the stall and everybody that came into the, to the restroom, he would tell them, hey, you better get out of here. I'm about to blow this place up. Which means he was about to go to the bathroom really bad if you don't know. Another example of why we shouldn't always believe everything we hear. And why is that? Well, let's just be real honest. We say a lot of dumb things. I mean, it's true. Have you ever ever thought about things you said when you were younger and you remembered them as you got older and you were like, oh my gosh, what was wrong with me? And nowadays you can't get away away from it because you have things like Facebook who give you memories um, from 10 to 15 years ago of things that you said And I'm seeing things a lot now and I'm just like, Lord, thank you for loving me, even though I was really stupid, right? I mean, we see these things and we're reminded of these things. But as I've gotten older, as I've gotten busier, as I've gotten more responsibilities in my life, there are some things that I've realized about rest, about sayings about rest that I believe to be true. For instance, if I don't hit the brakes, I will break. If I don't stop, I will be stopped. Meaning, um, I can decide to rest on my own or my body eventually is gonna decide it for me. 
And as I wrote this message over the past few weeks, um, God gave me something, or maybe I gave myself something that made me rest a little more. So I'm, as I'm writing this, um, I decided it would be a great idea to get a kidney stone, um, which is really fun if you haven't had one. And so I would be working on my message and this thing would decide it wanted to move and that's pretty painful. And so I had no other choice but to lay down and to rest at moments as I'm preparing a message on rest. Here's what I know. If you and I don't stop consistently and hit the rest stops, eventually we will run out of gas. So knowing this, how do we find rest? And I, I found a verse that I'd never read before, which is very interesting because it actually talks about the road and it's Jeremiah 6, 16. And it says this, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. And what happens when you do? And you will find rest for your souls. Not only should we seek God's ways, not only when we seek it and we see it, just look at it, but we actually need to apply it to our lives and walk in God's ways. And when we do, what happens is we find rest for our souls. So this morning, um, I wanted us to look at something that is very practical, but I'm telling you, if we can apply this to our lives, we will live the best way that God intended us to live. So we're gonna look at rest. What does it do for us? Where does it come from? And why should we do it? So if you're ready, I need you to say, let's get some rest. All right, that was a little better. We're building it up here. I'm proud of you guys. That's great. If you're taking notes, first thing I want you to write down is rest is required. Rest is required. And I need you to stay with me on this one because um, there's actually, if you ask, is rest actually required? I'm gonna give you three answers, okay? Yes, no, and yes. And I'm gonna explain that for you. The first yes, is rest required? Yes, because physically our bodies need rest and sleep to function. The CDC um, has declared insufficient sleep as a public health epidemic. I started reading a book um, not too long ago called Why We Sleep. I just thought it would be interesting. And I found some things in there that I didn't even know, um, but are actually very, very good things that happen when we get sufficient sleep. It actually enriches a lot of functions that we have that go on in our body. And so I wanted to give you a couple this morning. Sleep enriches our ability to learn. It helps with our memory. See, I read what happens, and I didn't know this, is when you get sufficient sleep, what happens is your brain in these hours of sleep takes your memories from the day and it stores it away, like a little catalog, just puts it in there, which means if we do not get enough sleep, what happens? It doesn't have enough time to store all those memories away. How many of you have ever woken up in the morning, you couldn't even remember what you did the day before? So this happens when we don't get enough sleep. Sleep, um, it helps us recalibrate our emotional brain circuits. It restarts our armory of our immune system, which means it gets our body ready for the next day so that we can go to war with the illnesses and the sicknesses and it helps us battle so we won't get sick. It reforms our metabolic state, balancing our insulin and circulating glucose. It maintains our microbiome that helps us with gut health. 
And here's an interesting one that most of us after a long day of work probably need is when you get enough sleep, it actually lowers your blood pressure. And these studies, um, they show us that in order for our bodies to work at the maximum level, to work at the best that we can possibly work, we have to get sufficient sleep, which all the studies say are at least seven to eight hours of sleep. How many of us, if we're honest, get seven to eight hours of sleep every night? The ones of you, you can't even raise your hand because you're so weak because you're not getting enough sleep. And I'm just telling you, you need more sleep so you can raise your hand. The thing is getting sufficient sleep is a huge factor in helping us have a balanced and healthy lifestyle. But that's not it. Other things that we need to do include watching our gauges. See, you and I, our, our systems, our bodies, it's like we have tanks. And what happens is in these tanks, um, most of us have a tank that is on empty and we continue to run on empty. And what we know about cars that continually run on empty is what? Eventually they will stop running. So I wanna give you um, some, just some tanks that I want you to be thoughtful of uh, this morning. And those are physical, your physical tank, your emotional tank, your mental tank, and your spiritual tank. And here's what we know is there's many more tanks, but these tanks, what you do is you exude energy from them, which means you deplete, you give out. And that's how you become empty. So just like a car, what do, what do you need to do to make sure that you're not empty? You need to go to the gas station and you need to fill up your tank. It works the same for us. We have to be intentional about filling up these tanks with these different energies to make sure that we can work physically at our best. And so how do we do that? What are some things that we can do to fill up these specific tanks? And I'm gonna give you a few. Um, your physical tank is probably what you're thinking. Well, you need, to, you need to have a good exercise program, diet, supplements. You need to see what gives you the most energy and strength and you need to make sure that you can stay consistent with that. Your emotional tank. It may be spending time with others that you enjoy that just kind of fill you up or it could be you spending time alone, just thinking and just listening and maybe even um, writing some things down. Maybe it's journaling or keeping up with your notes, just some things that you feel God speaking to you. Maybe it's your mental tank. I mean, God knows um, after what we've experienced these past few years, our mental state is all over the place. Our gauges are like this. You ever had a car where your gauges did that? That's a lot of us. So mentally, how do we fill up? I believe you take in new information. I believe you take in new perspectives and ideas. I believe you spend time with people who challenge you. I believe you listen to things like podcasts. You read books. You read articles. You do things that are gonna enrich you mentally. And then our last tank would be the spiritual tank. And congratulations, you're here this morning. So you are trying to fill up your spiritual tank. But I'm here to say, um, most of us have to fill up our cars more than once a week. And spiritually, it needs to be something that we fill up on a daily basis, if possible. And I know in my life, um, it's possible if I make an effort and make it important.
So do things for Jesus. Serve for Jesus. Here's the thing. God has given each and every, every one of us individual skills and strength, not just so we can be impressive and show off, but that we can use those to serve other people and use those for his glory. There's something called a keystone habit that Charles Duhigg talks about. And it's interesting because a keystone habit is one thing you do that actually helps in other areas of your life. So for instance, for me, a keystone habit is um, working out. And you're like, you don't look like you have a habit of working out. And I'm like, slow down, okay? I'm on vacation, right? But when I go work out, not only is it good for me physically, but when I work out, it's good for me emotionally. It's good for me mentally. It's good to, to get some of the, the steam out if I'm stressed or different things like that. But also it's, it's good for me spiritually. When I'm working out and I'm in my zone, God speaks to me all the time. Like if you ever see me working out, um, I have to take my phone out multiple times and I have to type stuff down that God tells me because I didn't get enough sleep the night before, so I'm gonna forget it, right? And so I take notes. So a keystone habit is something you do, one thing that actually fills a lot of your tanks. It helps in other areas of your life. So as we exude energy, we have to make sure that we take in energy and we fill those tanks up. And the interesting thing is out of all these tanks, the one thing that applies to every one of them that's gonna help you refill is rest. So not only do we see in science about rest, but we also see in scripture. Exodus 20, eight through 10 says this, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Sabbath is the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to cease work, to stop, to rest. This verse that we just read in Exodus, it's actually in the middle of the 10 commandments. We know the 10 commandments, right? I mean, there's a movie with Charlton Heston. It must be important if he's in it. So we see this in the 10 commandments, but for some reason, this commandment seems a little less than the others. It doesn't seem as serious. And let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm gonna ask a couple questions and I'll answer them for all of us, okay? Um, do you plan on committing adultery? Whoa, no, right? Do you plan on committing murder? Not, not today, <laughs> at least. Well, do you plan on um, taking a day of rest every week? Well, if, if, I've, if I have time, I would love to rest, but sometimes I'm just so busy, uh, I just don't have time to rest. For some reason, even though this is in the top 10 list, um, we have decided that this one is not as important but I'm here to tell you this morning that this one is crucial. It's crucial to living your best that God has intended for you. See, in the Old Testament, these were just 10 of the laws that made up 613 Old Testament laws that the Jewish people had to follow to be in right standing with God. Think about that for a second. 613 laws that you had to follow as a Jewish person just so that you could have a right relationship with God. If you didn't, which you, you know, we're gonna mess up, right? 613, that's a lot. When they messed up, God made it where they could bring a sin offering, a sacrifice to God that would pay the penance for their sin, right? 
So can you imagine how many animals you and I would have to sacrifice today if we still had to do that? And so 613 laws the Jewish people had to follow to have a right relationship with God, which means they were constantly laboring to make themselves acceptable to God. But is that still the case for us today? Do we have to follow those laws? Remember, yes, no, yes. Here we go. The answer is no. Why? Because of Jesus. See, 2 Corinthians 5.21 one of my favorite verses. It says this, God made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf. Why? So that we may become the righteousness of God. See, the the thing about the sin offerings that the Jewish people made is they were temporary. And so what God did is he sent Jesus, his son, God in flesh to the earth to walk and to live and to serve in perfection, to go to the cross and to take the sins of you and of me and put them on his shoulders and to die, to pay the ultimate price, to be the ultimate sacrifice. And here's the good news. This sacrifice is not temporary. It's permanent. So no longer do we have to follow the laws of the Old Testament. Instead, we have to put our faith in Jesus. See, Jesus came to fulfill the law. No longer do we walk under the law. So the question is, if we're talking about rest, we know it's in the Old Testament as a law and we don't have to follow the law. The question is, so Sabbath rest, should we have to do it? Have to? No. Get to? Yes. See, Genesis chapter two, verse two says this. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So what had happened is God created the heavens, the earth, he made the plants, he made the bugs, he made the animals, then he made man and then he made woman. And then he did that in six days. And he was so exhausted that he had to take a break on the seventh day. He had to catch some Z's, right? He had to take a little cat nap. He had to take a siesta. He had to take a break. He just couldn't do it anymore. He said, oh God, wait, that's me. Oh, myself, I need a break. No, the thing about God is he's omnipotent, which means God is all powerful. All powerful, meaning he needs no rest, meaning he does not get tired. And there's a verse in Psalm 121, four, and it says this, indeed, the protector of Israel, speaking of God, does not slumber or sleep. God of the universe does not sleep. And why did he take a break? Why did he stop on the seventh day and just rest? Mark 2 verse 27 tells us, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now I want you to think about this. God instituted the Sabbath before Adam and Eve ever took a bite of the apple. It means that when God created the heavens and the earth and he created um, Adam and Eve and he looked at everything, he said, it is good. And when God says something is good, it means it's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. So in this moment of time, when God instituted the Sabbath, the world was perfect. 
There was no sin. There was nothing broken that needed to be fixed. So why? He did it for us. He did it because he wanted to be a safety measure. Because not only is he omnipotent, all powerful, he's also omniscient, which means he knows all. He knows everything. See, God was telling us, you as humans, you have the creative ability to adapt and work outside of the natural order. But I've created you with the need to recharge. See, you and I need to be mindful that we need to recharge. We need to be mindful that as we do things in this life, we need moments to rest, to recoup, and to become the best that God has intended us to be. See, the Sabbath, rest, is a gift from God. But just like any gift that is out there for you, I mean, if you've ever been to a, a birthday party and, and there's all these gifts on the table, well, the gifts just sit there until what? Until whoever the birthday's for goes and receives it and uses it, opens it up. The same is true for us. We have the gift of God in rest that is there for us and at our fingertips, all we have to do is reach out, grab it and use it, experience it. And when we do, we experience the blessing and intent behind it. The second thing is rest is a rhythm. Rest is a rhythm. How many in here, you don't have very good rhythm? Like you, you have two left feet, um, you try to play an instrument once, but you got kicked out of band. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you have good rhythm? Okay, three of you. We're starting to band afterwards, so stick around, okay? So rest is a rhythm. Good news for you and for I is that creation, which we are a part of creation, has a built-in rhythm of rest in all of us. So we all have rhythm. And let me tell you what that means. Um, it's like a fan that oscillates, right? The same thing happens with creation. There is a rhythm of oscillation and I'll show you what I mean. Plants have a natural cycle of production, but also being dormant. Bees and ants, they harvest in specific periods of work and of rest. Bears have a hibernation cycle, right? A schedule. Seasons are designed to oscillate between warm and cold, unless you live in Texas and it's warm and a little bit warmer and a little bit warmer. Nature oscillates from night today and us human beings, our bodies oscillate from sleep to work. But humans, us, we have the ability to work outside of the order of things. See, when we invent things, we make up like, you know, we invented the, the light, electricity. And when that came, um, no longer were we stuck by just working in the daytime. Because back in the day, you could only work during the day because when it became night, you couldn't see anything. You had to go home, you had to be home. But because of electricity, we now have the option of working all through the night if we decide. Not only electricity, but there's something that you and I, most of us have, it's called a smartphone. Along with a smartphone, having the internet on there means this. It means anybody at any time can get a hold of us. It means when we receive an email, a text, we feel like we have this responsibility to answer when? Right away. We can't take a minute because people are gonna think that we don't care. So having this at our fingertips at all time, and think about this, where's your phone most of the time? In your pocket, in your hand, or maybe when you sleep, where is it? 
right next to your bed charging, which means anytime there's a text, there's a call, an email, what do you do? You, you wake up and you look. And most of the time, it's just somebody trying to make sure you renew your car insurance. So it's really not that important. But yet we have it, which means that we are always um, at the mercy of everyone else's schedule and not the schedule that we make for ourselves. It's almost impossible to make a rhythm, to find a rhythm in your life when you're at the mercy of everyone else's schedule. I thought about it, um, I counted them. I have seven inboxes. Think about that for a second. Not only do you have your emails, but every social media platform you have has an inbox. So many of us have so many ways that people can get a hold of us. So what do we need to do? If you can't build a rhythm and find a rhythm based on other people's schedules, um, this is what I wanna encourage you in this morning is we have to have boundaries. We have to set boundaries that are gonna help us find a healthy rhythm. And as we do this, we have to remember Galatians 6, 7 that says, you reap what you sow. Your rhythms should help you with the things that are important in your life. Your faith, your marriage, your family, your friendships, they don't become strong and healthy just by chance. They become strong because you get intentional about what's important in your life. You set boundaries to help you find rhythms that are gonna make the things in your life that are most important flourish. See, we should be intentional about what's important. A lot of people don't lead their lives, they just accept their lives. But the Bible says that Jesus came to give us life to the fullest. He wants us to experience an amazing life. We don't have to settle for mediocre. That's not what he wants from us. He wants us to strive and to take steps to his path where he is taking us and experience the blessings that he has waiting around every corner. We have to be intentional with what we do and who we are, and we have to find the rhythms. And then number three, the last point, rest is a reminder. I love this. I'm gonna say it for me. Rest, when I spend time and I rest, it reminds me that there is a God and that I'm not him. John Piper says it this way. Sleep is like a broken record that comes around with the same message every day. Man is not sovereign. We are not sovereign we are not um, omnipotent. We are not the ultimate ruler. Um, we are not all powerful. We get tired. We get exhausted. I think over these past few years, I've asked more people how they're doing and their response to me has been this, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm at my end. And when I think about it, there's times where I've answered that way. If you've asked me and you caught me in the right, <laughs> the right time, I may be honest with you and say, yeah, I'm just tired. Usually when I start to say that, people look at me and they just walk away, okay, have a good one. But so many people over what we've experienced these past few years are just tired. They're exhausted. 
They need rest. When we rest, we relinquish control. When we rest, we are being obedient to follow after God's principles. Maybe not the law anymore, but the principles that he put in place in the perfect world that were for our benefit. When we rest, we are saying, Lord, I trust you more than I trust myself. We have to be intentional with rest. Be reminded daily of who God is and where his ultimate rest comes from. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. The creator of the universe loves you and me so much that as he sent us on this journey in life, this faith journey, he doesn't just send us alone. He wants to go with us. He wants to be um, our, our GPS. He wants to be our travel guide. And most of all, he wants to be our ultimate rest stop. So what is it in your life that you need rest for? Which tank is empty this morning? Where is it that you need to go to God and say, God, I need you. Please help me. What, give me, help me find the rhythm. Help me find the rhythm that you have put inside of me. Help me be intentional. And it reminds me of the verse that we read in the beginning. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is. Don't just, don't just seek out the good way. Don't just look at it. But what it says next is walk in it. Find God's way, walk in it. And what happens is you find rest for your souls. So this morning, I just wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge you that for most of us, you have a weekend where you have Monday off, hallelujah. This is a great opportunity to maybe start this for the first time in a long time. But I, I wanna challenge you to be intentional this weekend. I want you to be intentional about finding rest and sowing into things that are important. Being intentional about growing things that are important in your life. I want you um, to be challenged about finding your rhythm, setting boundaries and finding what works for you to grow every week. And then lastly, remember, it's a gift. Gifts are things that are supposed to bring us joy. Gifts are things that blesses us. So I wanna challenge you this week to be blessed by rest. It's something we all need it's something that God has given us and it's something that we need to take advantage of so that we can be the best, the way God created us to be. Let's pray. God, I pray this weekend, God, even starting when we go home today, even starting tomorrow with whatever the plans are, with parties and families and just hanging out, God, I pray that we are thoughtful and intentional about building in rhythms that work for our lives that can help us focus on the things that are important. 
And may you be at the top of that list. God, I pray that we stand by the road, that we look, that we ask what, what ways are your ways, God, that we seek after you. Not only just seek after you, but God, we actually apply it to our lives and we walk in those ways, God, and that we experience the rest that you have promised us for our souls, for our minds, and for our bodies. God, thank you for loving us so much that you don't send us on this journey alone, but that you walk with us the whole way. We love you and thank you for being our ultimate rest. It's in your name that I pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us by visiting metchurch.com so that we can follow up with you this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.